I was asking Jared and Hayden and, and all the boys, like, hey, if there's any names that you can think of that we should maybe put on the um, on the Salty Crew radio, dude, everyone said your name. And I was like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> this was early on. Salty Crew Radio presents Salty Stories, the ship's log. Stories about the hard workers, the searchers, the risk-taking, mistake-making watermen who have nothing to prove. About the seafaring, the wax-sharing, the grommets, young and old. About the tried and true, those who've paid their dues. And about those who choose to find refuge in the sea. Yeah, and then to and to get right into it, so like, you know, first say your name. Say your Amadeo. Name. Amadeo Bachar. Amadeo Bachar. Yep. Nice. And it's known as Abacar on Instagram. Yeah, Abacar. yeah. Yeah, I just do the first initial last name. It's kind of an homage to an, an illustrator from Portugal that I admired a lot. He always signed his stuff, first initial and last name. And I said, you know what, I'll, I'll, that's kind of what I'm going to do too, so. I never really had like a good identity with my name and signature and stuff. Like I don't brand my name really well. And I just, you know, I thought, Hey, I'm going to do it that way. Uh, you know, nothing like paying respects to the people that came before you sometimes, you know? No, absolutely. And then do you have any Portuguese uh, blood in you or lineage or? Not that I know. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Filipino, <laughs> Filipino, Dutch, Irish. Nice. And so that's kind of where, you know, and then my family, Philippines through Hawaii, then Dutch Irish from Holland to, you know, through the, through the United States. So it's kind of, my parents kind of came or my families came from kind of other sides of the planet and then met together in Santa Cruz in a way. So, um, but no Portuguese. My name is, I was named after a Portuguese fisherman who was fishing on the beach up in Waddell. And that's where my first name or Amadeo came from is from him. So no way. That's rad. And, and as um, far as I know, he's not my dad. He's just, <laughs> just someone. <laughs> no, he's not. No, we'll, we'll, uh, and where are you at right now? Where's the right studio? At? My studio is in Aptos, which is Santa Cruz area. So right now I'm, I'm pretty much could walk out my door and I'd be right on Monterey Bay. Oh, wow. That's awesome. And then I see a, a amazing photo it looks like a picture that you painted it looks like a striper maybe chasing some sailfish sailfish going after some there's some sardines in there but you can't see them it's a little bit blurry no the light's just shining on it pretty good yeah yeah a little bit blown out but that's almost done the sailfish is not done i gotta i gotta put another three or four days into it so oh wow and so how many days have, have how many how much time has already been put into that Good, probably a good solid, like if I just work nonstop, which is impossible, but if I did nonstop, it'd probably be two weeks or so, like oh, wow. two, two weeks of eight hour days, just grinding. Nice. And then, um, just because I'm not very artistically inclined, but I, I tend to picture it, uh, as, as if you have the gift, um, it's, is it long form meditation or how do you sort of, what category do you put it in? I, yeah, it, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a good mix. That's a really good question. I think that for the way that I work, it, it goes, it can be kind of fast and aggressive at first when you're just trying to like block in composition or like really get energy conveyed 
into the into the fish or the scene or whatever but then because it gets so detailed at the end it turns into some sort of long form meditation where you know you just you're just repeating these marks over and over again or you're just doing that over like a, a large space and then and, and you get lost you know but it, it's a mixture of both i think if you just did one if you just sat there and were like super detailed and like never stood back or never made a, an energetic motion you know it would stagnate the image a little bit and so i think especially for something that big that thing is like 72 inches by 48 inches i mean that thing has to kind of move across the canvas and if you're just like in it and not standing back from it and working on it seeing the whole picture then i think you'll lose the movement of the fish and uh i mean that's important to me that you know that is a great point it's something i never even thought about like um as you sort of have to give the mood or you know the the action and sort of whatever adjective that that species is in at that point um you kind of have to match that with with your hand and your strokes and your and your sort of attitude um and i didn't even really think of that but that's uh that's pretty that's pretty that's pretty rad yeah i mean it's it's a it's a physical there's a physical action that goes along with making the artwork and it comes through on both ends you know it's kind of like you know from for the, the the surfing analogy to me is like you know when i'm gonna get psyched up and gonna go surf sometimes when I was younger, just, you know, I'm blasting Black Sabbath or something. I'm trying to like get my energy up so that that is like, I'm not going out there lazy and doing stuff, you know? And so, and you can kind of see that in people's expression, you know, just by watching people do stuff. And I think it's kind of reversed with the artwork because the artwork, it just, it's an imprint of that, you know, it's left there, you know? Surfing, it's not, it's only on film or whatever. It's, it's always in the moment more. But with the art piece of artwork, it's left there. So someone can kind of like break it down forever and ever and ever and ever, you know? And uh, if you can leave it there and if you can find it, which I'm still not, uh, you know, I wouldn't even say I'm close to like nailing it on every one, but I'm trying to, right? You know, hopefully 15 years from now, you, you after talking to me about this, might be able to notice, hey man, that one looks, uh, those fish are moving. There's tons of energy. Now I know why. I know what he was trying to do with that, you know? Yeah, and I'm already, to your point, I'm already looking at that photo behind you even, and even the photo behind me that you, that you uh, painted. Um, yeah, just the sort of, with their eyes and their mouth, and um, I'm really, you're really catching the sort of mood that you're putting the fish in and how you were sort of projecting on the things that you were either feeling or trying to portray at that point, which is... Uh, which is just a form of expression um, like surfing. Um, and and there, there are many forms of it, which is uh, it's pretty rad. But I think, Amadeo, the biggest question that I want to ask is how do you, how do you get to a point where you start figuring out that you have a gift? Take me to that point and how you either found your gift or kind of knew that maybe there was something there and then how you've been able to come to grips with uh, or sort of navigate in and around of, um, I love this, but I would like to have a family or I would like to, you know, be able to pay my bills or continue yeah. to Santa Cruz. So. <laughs> I know, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was always, I mean, I think, you know, you look at kids, kids are always drawing and, and, you know, that's just part of what they do, right? They get a piece of paper and they start messing around 
and they're it just they just start losing interest and get into other stuff and i guess i was just that kid who always did that still you know and i carried it through um all the way into high school really and um i think i think what really kind of opened my eyes that that you could actually make something of this as a career was just taking a really cool drafting or, or it was like a drafting or technical illustration class and you know we would enter into things and you know you'd get judged on your work you know and your work actually meant something it made something and so that that made me realize oh hey i can actually do this and it's not just like hey you know draw me a picture of you know my girlfriend or draw me a picture of this or whatever you know and and hey bro can i have that or you know it wasn't it was more of like hey this is a thing and you can do it um but then i was also getting good positive reinforcement because i i hadn't stopped since i was a kid and by high school i had gotten pretty good you know um you know better than most of my 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 peers for sure um which you know it's not hard to do because not a lot of people kept doing it but but uh yeah so that was kind of what 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 clicked you know and then i kind of had to take a break i just didn't do anything for about five years i kind of did the post high school screw around you know you know living in santa cruz and just trying to be in the ocean every day and slacking junior college working at some shop you know so <clears throat> i took a break and then um you know you get to that point you're like what am i going to do you know what am i going to do with anything i mean i can't do this for the rest of my life and you start asking the questions that you just asked like hey family just tired of living with five other guys in some dirty apartment and i want to like you know do something else and uh the i just went right back to that comfort zone of the the artwork and illustration and uh did a did a degree in marine biology and then studied science illustration and technical illustration at the university and then from there uh you know I, then i kind of knew you know i knew that was what i was going to do i was going to be an illustrator uh, jumped over to National Geographic for a little bit and then came back and and then um, you know once you start establishing yourself as an illustrator you know you start getting you getting clients and you're getting getting work then you can start really focusing on what you really want to do you know within that realm so you know I'm very fortunate to be an illustrator and artist to you know to do stuff for other people but then when I started doing the fish and the oceans type stuff that was really where I wanted to be and then let me how did that Nat, yeah, how did that nat geo gig um how did you land that because for, for me that seems like the like one of the bigger or biggest you know fish and then to be able to illustrate for them yeah they're i mean at the time i mean they still kind of are i mean i think magazines are not quite what they used to be for obvious reasons you know but at the time they were like it, that was it if you were a yeah. photographer or an artist or even like a natural history writer i mean that's where you want to be and so uh, for me to get there i kind of got there right on the tail end of all that stuff and to see how all that went down and how they handled themselves but also to see kind of like how you know how controlled it was was good for me you know it made me it definitely made me go i don't want to live in dc and be stuck here my whole life working here i, I want to be you know back home in santa cruz to and just doing my own thing so um but yeah i just applied for i applied for uh, an internship there and i got that and then i ended up doing work for him down the road and then eventually like i said i you know just kind of moved on so. and um and then so talk to me about the the illustrative side of it and then as you start to start to tail into you know 
marine fish just okay this is what i love and now how do i continue this trajectory and to, and to grow that yeah you know i i was not i'm kind of like <clears throat> yeah i'm totally late bloomer you know like i feel like i've been fishing and in the ocean you know my whole life right but i never you know i was always doing different stuff with my drawings i was never doing fish i was never doing like ocean imagery at all you know I, I almost felt like i compartmentalized it and just left that to be something different and then my art was something different from that which is kind of weird you know a lot of people you meet like if they're in the ocean a lot they're painting the ocean or whatever it could be hiking or or whatever um so it just it just i finally realized well that's where i need to be that's where i need to be doing that stuff and i think what really helped that was um I did all the, the identifications for the Department of Fish and Wildlife here in California. And so that would go that, out with all the licenses and all about? that stuff. Like how did it, that come about? Just a cold call. Someone just called me up and said, hey, I like your artwork and, and um, um, can you do this project? Carrie Wilson at the DFW. Another one I wanted to get into was, so as now we're going to go into the Salty Cruise side of it, speaking yeah. of cold calls, um i don't know did jared just give you a cold call or you have a relationship with those guys and sort of tell me how all that went yeah you know it was it was it was actually really cool i mean i think you know it's kind of the when i started to jump on the social media thing um maybe this was let's say this was this is really close to when they probably started up the instagram you know and they probably had like 250 followers and they followed me and then I, I was following them and i was like that's awesome they're doing such cool stuff hadn't didn't know them at all <clears throat> didn't know anyone who was doing it i didn't know jared or hayden or anyone and um <clears throat> and then uh, i just get a, a dm saying hey i want to want to send you some stuff and i'm like okay cool you know i thought maybe some stickers or something but they sent a sweet care package with some hats made pr this one might have been in there i don't know i've had this forever um and but it, but they sent me a little card you know saying you know just kind of like the whole rundown of of what they believed in you know and what they why they were doing what they were doing and so you know hindsight probably a brilliant brilliant marketing thing but it was genuine you know and i didn't feel like i was it felt like it just was it just felt right to me how it was presented and just real people kind of saying what's up basically, you know, and, and that's kind of missed nowadays, I think. Um, and so, you know, after that, I was just frothing to get anything, any of my artwork on Salty Crew stuff, you know, I just, I just wanted to be part of it. So that's kind of, I just kept myself in the loop as much as possible. If I didn't hear from Jared, I, I'd shoot him a message here and there, say, hey, what's up, man? You guys need to do a rockfish shirt, you know? <laughs> Dude, I got chills you saying that story because you know my story is really similar, dude. Yeah. Like, Jared and Hayden sent me a box and I get it and I open it up and I'm reading the letter and I'm, I'm just putting myself in, in your shoes and I'm like, wow, like, this seems authentic and these guys seem like really genuine and, and it feels like there's something here. I can't put my finger on it. Um, yeah. And then you sort of just wait a couple of days and you're wearing the clothes and you're like, look, I know it's a shirt. It's made of cotton, but why do I feel something a little bit more, <laughs> you know? And um, so I did the same thing you did. I called Jared and I was just like, dude, man, like my world's rocked. And, and, and 
I'm having trouble sleeping. Like, <laughs> what, are we, what are we, what are we doing here? What are we going to do? <laughs> you know? And this was really early on, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and like you're saying, so, uh, oh man, that was, that was really heartfelt. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And I think, you know, and also I just, you know, it's pretty, it makes a ton of sense, right? Nothing about it is, is made up. Right. And I think, as far as like the you know surf fish dive sail that whole thing is all there it always it has been there the whole time and i think what's so amazing is that they they kind of quantified it in a way you know quantified it in a way for people like me who used to drive my truck up to mendocino with crab pots surfboard fishing poles and kayak and dive gear right i mean that was what i did you know this is 20 years ago yeah but i didn't you know I didn't have a brand that recognized that, you know, I didn't, there was nothing that I could associate myself with. And I think that that's what kind of caught me was like, Hey, wait a minute. Like that's legitimately what I'm doing all the time. Wow. You know, uh, I'm in for sure. Yeah. And it's classic. You say that because you know, my work, like I was in the world that was more just entrenched in it, right? Like blinders up, surfing, comp mode, like, you know this is where the bread and butter is but um to take a step back and sort of see um just the the actual you know picture of the lifestyle of it was what what was like for me what was truly there you know and I'd always just felt and I explained it to people in a way like hey like if you could imagine like before Imagine the people that were snowboarding, surfing, and skating, right? But, and they would, they would load up the truck, and they would do that, you know? And that was their deal. But no one was really speaking to them. And then sort of like, you know, Volcom and, his, and, and a couple brands came along and was like, dude, that's who we are. And I was like, whoa, that's that. I've been doing that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then there's a generation that were born – that were born into action sports, you know, they were born into, you know, the X games, they were born into where it was like, you know, right when, you know, from 10 years old, it was surfing, skating yeah. and, and snowboarding. And then, but then there were people like you that were still doing what they're doing and there, no one had sort of come along. And I was like, Hey, listen, like there's a generation that now thinks like fishing is like super fringe and like <laughs> really rebellious. And, and, but like the, the, but what's so beautiful is like, you're going like, I just loaded up my truck and that's just what I did. That's, that's what I knew. That's, that's who I was, you know, um, regardless of, of outside circumstances. And then, uh, and then when you start, and when you started seeing people, people speaking your language, you know, you're like, okay, I think, I think the heart of the matter for like Jared and every time I've talked to him and he's sort of come up against some things, you know, I think he's always been like, dude, we're, we're here to, you know, to stoke people out, you know, and I think a lot of experiences that, that I, that I see from a distance with, you know, I, I appreciate it. And, and it's a sort of a testament, I think, to, to Jared and Hayden and what those guys, uh, how they want to lift people up, you know, that are salty. Yeah, for sure. There's it's been super supportive. And, you know, the, 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 as an artist, you got to find, there's more creative, there's more, 
I don't know, there's more value than just monetary, you know, as an artist, I think. And that's kind of why a lot of them end up getting taken advantage of and myself included, you know, I've all, I've been through that with certain circumstances and, and I'm probably will again, because, you know, deep down for me, if I could give away all my artwork and have it hanging on people's walls, then I would, you know, I think that, there's something inside of me that makes me feel good if someone is going to stick a piece of artwork in their house that I did and look at it every day, you know, like you, that, that's something that is in their personal space and they'll see multiple times a day. And for me to be a part of that is fantastic, you know, and of course I have to monetize that at some point, but deep down, that's really the essence of, of why I do this. You know, I, I it's an, it's enjoyable for me to, for people to be stoked. So you know, circling back around to, you know, having, uh, you know, my line of shirts sell great and, and be very popular. You know, I, I drive around Santa Cruz and my daughter and I like pick out my shirts as we drive around, you know, I mean, we're, we'll, it's just, it's kind of a game. It's like slug bug, but we do it with salty crew shirts, you know, <laughs> but uh, so that's a lot that's, of punches in the arm then I imagine. Yeah, I know. Well, she's small still, but she doesn't know how to control her strength. So I get some <laughs> bruises here and there. <laughs> Oh, that's classic. Or like when my wife called you up, it might have been for Father's Day or my birthday and commissioned the uh, largemouth bass um, with the state of Florida in the background and the frog getting exploded. Yeah, yeah. That was an audible by me. I'm like, man, it'd be cool to show. I love doing the under scenes. You know, maybe I'm just going to show a freaking frog getting blasted by a bass out of the, out of the, out of the uh, lilies. So, yeah, that was cool, man. Your wife's awesome and she, she was, you know, fantastic to work with super you know she knew she knew that you would be stoked and she knew that she was just going to let me do what uh what i knew how to do you know and so basically dream 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 type client really uh when they let the artist do what's best you know and 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 i'm i'm so stoked you have it like again that's one of those things where you'll always have that you know your kids are going to have that and so that's that means so much to you yeah i know it's 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 a prize. I mean, um, I don't have trophies in my house. I took the one surfing picture that I have out of my house and had it in my garage and the wifey just uh, grabbed it and put it back in the house because all, honestly, all I wanted was this fish photo. <laughs> like, that's my life. I was like, I don't know that other person anymore. But, yeah. Well, that's kind of like me in a way, you know, I definitely didn't have the, well, my mind, my, that, the the what i'm doing now that's propelling me is is maybe got a longer life than you know your professional surfing career but the you know that's that's such a big deal and eventually you know maybe that stuff will cycle back around but it's funny because i don't have any of my own artwork hanging in my house either you know <laughs> i mean maybe oh, someday classic. i will yeah. That's the last, you just got surf photos in yours <laughs> yeah i know i got just got pictures of you <laughs> yeah no, I don't. So I guess you don't know if I can look at it every day, you know, and be like, because I'll be critical of it if I, if I have to look at it every day. So I'll hang my daughters, I'll hang my friends' artwork and, and uh, you know, other photos that buddies have taken, but that's about it. Yeah, and I got your sticker on the back of my car too, so. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, it's time for, I think you need to re-up. Those stickers hold up good, but I think you need to reset. They're first-class stickers, dude. They're, they, I mean, you'll peel the paint off if you try to get them off. They're there forever. <laughs> Especially in the Florida heat. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I bet. I bet. 
Oh, that that's classic. But um, so what was I thinking? I've just I, I've lost my train of thought here. But um, I wanted to go into I forget. What do you what do you what do you want to go into? What's holy up? moly? I don't know what I want to go into, man. What goes, in, what goes into an artist's head? Because sometimes I I don't know if it's like. I don't know if it's like a comedian. Like, I feel like a comedian is is a great job, but it's also a curse because it, you can be so in your head. And I just don't. I don't know. Like, if if the artist is like is is blessed or like cursed because they're so critical when they look at things, or they're so like constantly, you know, in there. Like, I, that could be better. Or like, how are how are you able to like? And it can happen in surfing, right? You can be this professional surfer, but you're critiquing yourself so hard and, and you're trying to, and there's a point where you just, okay, I gotta let that go. And, but, so I know it for other disciplines, but I don't know what that looks like for an artist at all. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty much the same. I think, I mean, you're, you can be, you know, it kind of comes down to personality probably, you know, like if, if you're a critical, really critical of yourself, no matter what you're doing, you're going to be critical. You know, you could be, you know, flipping pancakes at Denny's and you might be like making sure they're perfect every time. I don't know. You're <laughs> bummed when you send one out that's not a perfect circle or something. I don't know. <laughs> but so it translates yep. to what I do too, you know, like I, I definitely am critical about it. Maybe there's more things to be critical about and it's more complicated, but um, you know, that that's the one thing. And this is what I would encourage a lot of like younger artists out there who are, you know, I mean, I get stuff from kids drawing fish uh, and they, you know, they're, they're like, send me an email. I just got one the other day. Like, I love Salty Crew and I love all of the, their stuff. And I, I, you know, I love your artwork. And they, you know, this guy sends me a little drawing of a tuna, you know? And I think that, you know, for, so people are into it. And, but for those people that are trying to, you know, kind of still be artists or, or looking to do it down the road, it's so important to, put that stuff in front of people and let them let them uh be critical of it or be complimentary of it. it either way the more you see it in front of other people the more you understand how people react to it and if you can understand how people react to it then you can kind of like balance whether you're going to be judgmental about your work because of how you feel about it personally or are you going to be judgmental by the reaction you're getting from other people you know and there are two different things because for the most part I can do a lot of stuff and there's not very many people who are going to be like, Oh my gosh, that's, you know, that's, that doesn't look like that. Or that's no good, you know, probably because they don't want to be rude maybe, but also because they just don't see it. You know, they don't see the things that I'm seeing. They, they're not, they don't have as fine tune of an eye as I can see. And so um, my criticisms are going to be way more, but theirs are not going to be there. And so a lot of times what I do is, or what's really, you know, where I can kind of fall back on is that I know that when I do something, it's going to most, you know, 99.9% .9 of the people who see it are going to be like, man, that's really cool. Uh, you know, I, I, I love the way that looks or this and that. They may not hang it in their house, but they can appreciate it, you know? And, and that takes a little bit of the pressure off of me being so critical about what I'm doing when I see it for myself, you know? Um, it, it's, it's a big help. So, you know, don't, don't hide your work away. Just show it to people, you know, let them see it and, and get used to that feeling and realize that people are stoked to see that kind of stuff. It's, it's not too often you see 
you know, so it's so easy to take pictures, but it's not easy to draw and it's not easy to paint. It takes time. And people are, people tend to be really supportive of that stuff. So, um, but I mean, I see you grinding all the time. You're going, you're, you're loading up, going to the Fred Hall show, um, which I can relate. Me and Jared uh, early on would just make the booth, load up the booth, <laughs> put the booth out. Um, and, and, and you're doing that. And I imagine maybe, you, you know, your family's helping or you, you have a, a sibling or, or a friend helping. But, yeah, you are – you're doing it all. You're um, – yeah, so tell me sort of tell me about that a little bit of just the grind side and the grit side. And then tell me, you know, what sort of emotions come along with that. And then maybe even sort of as we're going into this – uh, to this time and this season that we're in right now on things that you've, you've been thinking of and uh, sort of avenues. Yeah. Yeah. The grind is, <clears throat> well, the grind is super important to what, what I do. I think, I mean, fishing's not a, I mean, besides the small group of people that you're with on a boat or walking the shore with, if you're even with someone doing that, it's kind of a solitary endeavor. You know, you don't, you don't get a chance to be with a lot of people. You know, you might see them at the dock. I mean, I guess you go on the party boats too, but even then you're not, you don't know everyone there. You know, you're either there, you meet one person you chill with. So those show, those trade shows that we do down South and, you know, I've walked the one in Fort Lauderdale too, the boat show over there. And, and they all ha kind of have the same feeling except for Fort Lauderdale has like boats that land he helicopters. And then Fred Hall has like, if you have two motors at a, on a boat at Fred Hall, it's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> Fort Lauderdale and Miami Boat Show are whole different animals. But uh, anyway, that, that's kind of where the fishing industry and the people kind of come together, you know, and, and get a chance to be social and not get all, you know, frustrated about spots or this and that. And so it's super important for me to do that. You know, I mean, I definitely sell work there and it's, it's part of my income and but it's also part of you know being part of that the industry and that that culture um and 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 making making it known that i'm i'm here you know and this is what i love to do and i want to share this with everyone that's that's there and i you know i list, get to talk to my clients and collectors about stuff and get ideas and and just get feedback about stuff so they're they're big they're a big part of what i do and you know, who knows with, with, with what's going on, you know, right now, if, when that's going to start up again for me. Um, but, you know, we'll work around it somehow. I think the, the fishing industry will figure out, figure something out uh, with that. So, Well, I mean, me personally, and, and if it's just looking through Instagram or whatever, I get, I get so inspired to see that hustle. Um, because, you know, I mean, you could be, you know, artists and, you know, a lot of artists are introverts and they just, you know, I can't stand being around more than five people or just whatever it is. So, um, and the things that make you so good for you able to, you know, go and do all these other things was like really, I was really inspired by that. And I was like, wow, this guy is just doing it on all levels. And, and, and that's what you have to do. That's what you have yeah. to do in life. That's awesome. I, I'm stoked. You appreciate that. I mean, that's kind of, uh, you know, not everyone can do it though, really, I think, uh, but you, you got to take what you're given. And I'm, I'm, I've been given the ability to do this, but I've also been given the ability to kind of go and stand in a booth for five days and set it up and leave the fam for a little bit and, and do that, you know, and 
I don't mind it. I, I love it. I thrive on it and um, I'll, I'll do it for as long as I can um, because it's, it's, it's just a, it's a blast. You know, we like to talk story and that's what we do. Stand in the booth and, you know, tell lies to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but there's, there's a conversational cardio that, um, that is a, is a pace that's, that's, that's exhausting. Oh I, man. I mean, I am still figuring out how to, train for that sort of the the expo convention center it's no joke I, <laughs> no joke i think i have to warm up like my first day i have to like it usually takes me like two hours you know i'm real slow to talk and people walk in hey how's it going not smiling you know and then then i start to kick into gear i'm like okay we got to do this we got to show some energy here you know <laughs> and then you start rolling then by the last day you're kind of back to that slow pace you know but uh it's good yeah no it, it it's fun it's it, it is fun i know um i'm imagining when they uh when you know the, these things are back open or uh people will be so stoked it'll be like the first convention expo that's you know happened in a long time so yeah that'll be cool they're gonna be running through running through that that conversational cardio though i am freaking writing that one down that's perfect it's that's perfect it's description yeah it's a pace that you're like whoa i'm getting lightheaded right now i'm blacking out i don't know what i just said <laughs> to that guy whoa what's going on slow down here <laughs> <laughs> I always end up, I always end up thinking I recognize someone and I do it like four or five times. Well, do I, have I met you before? They're all no. And I'm like, all right, okay. I'm not saying that anymore. Cut off. Not saying that one more time. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's an interesting beast for sure. But point being is why, um, because of those things is why I'm, I get, was get, get so inspired that just, um, to do that um because it takes a different a different human and a different uh you know sort of training to work up to that yeah sure. well you gotta i mean i don't do show i don't really do shows you know i don't do or not yet at least i'm trying to get to a point where i can do like a gallery of originals you know but that's a lot of work to put in but if you think about it you know, otherwise I'm just stuck in the studio, you know, and maybe I'll sell things online, but where do you, where does the artist get to interact with their, with their customers or where do customers get to see their work in person? And, and because I don't do galleries and because, you know, it's so easy to view stuff virtually, you know, that's, that's, those are a necessity for, for, for an artist, you know, that's where we get to go and like see the fruits of our labor kind of develop you know let people kind of visually harvest through them and be stoked on them you know so um yeah it, when they open when that stuff open back opens back up again i think the you know not just me to do it but like you just said people are gonna they're gonna be psyched to do that you know they're sick of they're sick of being stuck inside or all that kind of stuff so yeah but um the long game of an artist is crazy like you i mean you know, they, they say that you don't really leave your mark until you're dead, right? <laughs> it's never it's done, done, right? Never done until you're dead. You're dead. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. this artist was amazing. <laughs> and now that he's passed on, and it is such, I mean, that's the long game. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. long game, yeah. that's the long game. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about that before. And, you know, you can I can go, I've seen, you see it in a lot of like the, like the classic, classic you know masters right 
but that like those markets were all created because someone wanted to make that market and you know van gogh's were worthless when when van gogh was painting van gogh's you know <laughs> but then someone worked hard to market them and now you can't buy one for less than 200 million probably so but even contemporary artists you know now it's kind of like volume and marketing and all that kind of stuff but the i think that there's still a lot of value in the original pieces you know like it's it's there's probably more value now i think for people who are working at a high caliber there's more value in those originals than um you know even if there are reproductions of it because not many people as many people are creating originals um people are working like on their ipads in in procreate or working digitally and it's all it just exists in in pixels you know there's no one who's actually physically throwing something on paint on canvas you know we're essentially just rubbing colorful mud on pieces of material and those are rare nowadays so you know like uh it's it's a it's it's almost a throwback or classic to have original artwork and i think it hasn't slipped me and so i actually try to i actually don't sell a ton of my originals um unless it's a commission you know someone commissions obviously you got the the bass um but uh, if, if no one commissions it and I just do it, I just kind of slide it into a drawer. I make a scan of it. I might sell prints of it, but I, the original just goes into a drawer and, you know, someday my, that'll be my daughter's, you know, and whether it has value or not, she, at least she's going to have something of mine that is mine, you know, that was done by me, you know, as much as, as much as a photograph of me will show what I look like, that piece of artwork is going to really kind of show you know, a lot about who I am as well, you know, for some of the other things we talked about earlier, right? So, um, you know, that stuff's valuable. It's really, really valuable. And so that's, it's, it's also really important to me when somebody does get an original, they understand that, you know, they're really getting a piece of who I am. And I sat, I sat and looked at that bass for like two months, you know, I could tell you stories about when I was working on certain scales and songs I was listening to and when my daughter would come in and like poke me in the side and bother me while I was trying to do it right like I lived with that thing for a while you know and so <laughs> oh man I am telling those stories when people come over to look at this and <laughs> when I look at original I'm like looking at that thing going okay how many thousands of hours did it take him to get to this point to create this piece of work you know and then what were all the things that were going on in his brain or his during his time in his life when he was painting this and there's it's just like a novel um, in and of itself yeah. um and dude i just i mean i i'm don't tell anyone where that drawer is at because people will come and try to steal all that <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you man <laughs> that should have been the story i started off with i i, I had a i put a when you asked about like, when did I know I could sell my work or that I wanted to do it? I had someone steal a piece of my artwork out of my high school art class, you know? And you know, it was, it was hanging out, it was, it was like some portrait of Bob Marley or something like that. And so it's on the wall and, and then someone just broke in the window and swooped it and it's gone. Well, I come into class the next day and I'm like, oh my God, someone took it. Like, you know, so bummed, right? And my art yeah. teacher said, Hey, don't be bummed. You're, they liked it that much that they broke in and stole it, you know? And he said, that's a good thing. You know, if people are ste stealing your work, there's probably going to be people who buy your work too, you know? And so, 
that was a uh, you know that was really cool for me to hear. I mean, it helped me at the moment, but I was still kind of bummed that I, I was gone, right? So. But how rad is that? that? And that's the first thing I thought to, and you're like, dude, yeah, I put these originals in drawers. I'm thinking like, oh my God. <laughs> um, and look, I mean, it makes, and, and, and you know, it just, yeah, it is, man. Original is, it just tells just this, this, this novel or this movie and then it's just it's so it's so cool man and uh, yeah and I think the other thing that you know it's not not just originals but what I try to do with the art in general is you know like in, in and this is kind of goes to how you know how do you succeed as an artist or a ocean art or any kind of artist really if you're doing like realistic stuff right like my stuff is obviously realistic I haven't really explored too much other avenues uh, even though it'd be fun, but man, there's, everyone's got a camera. I mean, there's cameras everywhere. You know, you you carry one in your pocket. That's better than any camera that I have, that any, my parents ever owned. Right. And you know, people have water housings and scuba gear and access to boats that'll take them to these amazing places. And how do you, how do you make something that can't be photographed? You know, and that's kind of my biggest struggle now is it's actually, it's not a struggle. It's just a goal because it's not hard to do. You just have to be aware when you're doing it, which is make a scene that would be virtually impossible to photograph, you know, make something that even though you are, you know, cause it's uh, one thing to copy a photograph, right? I could, you could send me a picture of a fish you caught and I could copy it. No problem. Right. That's easy to do, but there was a picture of it. And it's easy to take some of those pictures, but how about a scene that is impossible or is so rare to photograph and put it together in an image? And that's kind of the big thing that I'm that I want to bring with those originals too, is make it so that someone can see something like the sailfish, which there's tons of pictures of sailfish, but there's not pictures of sailfish with, you know, there's Wahoo coming in right there, you know, and then there's Dorado up here, and then one over. Oh, oh, over here you know like that's a scene that would never be photographed and so to 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 put that into to together is 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 what i'm trying to do so it's not only unique as an original but it's also something that no one would be able to photograph and if they did it'd be probably one of the most amazing photos ever um and and that would be that right so well the ones that have that really spawned my imagination and starts to get me going is, um, is the ones that you do with, you know, a map or, um, maybe it's just a map of, uh, of Catalina, you know, or a map of Florida and then the fish is over top because the map has always just been this, this, um, as for, you know, for a boy and stuff, just, just, it just, it's freedom, right? It's endless. There's no boundaries on a map. And you just start looking, you're like, oh my gosh, it could be fish here. There could be fish there. And then you go back to the fish. And like, those are the, those are the ones that really hooked me early on with, um, with your work. It was just the, the endless possibilities and freedom within the map. And then you would look at the species and you're just going like, dude, where are those fish hiding? Yeah. Could they be... <laughs> And that, that was what just set my mind in motion. And, and you, that you, I mean, you can't photograph that. I mean, I guess no. you lay stuff over and stuff like that, but yeah. Yeah, that's part of it too. And even like a fish on the side view, it's always, it's never perfect in a photograph anyway, but man, those maps, 
I, I just love doing those. You can't, you, you can't deny the connection with a fish and the location or where you grew up doing something or what you just said about dreaming about a place that you've never been, but you want to go, you know, and, and a map helps you kind of tell like build that story in your head. You know, I mean, <clears throat> I think the one that resonates to me the most is like, here, you know, I, I remember watching your, your, you and your brother's documentary, right. And you guys go and surf G land, but you know, it wasn't it Jerry who discovered G land or like Jerry Lopez was one of the first ones. Weren't those guys flying over and looking at maps? And I just imagine all you guys scouring the Indian Ocean in the South Pacific, looking for stuff like that, you know, knowing what you're looking for. And those maps, that, that is like the whole, that's the thing for me, why I do those. And the fishermen do the same thing. Um, you know, not, you know, it's, some of it's hidden because of a lot of it's underwater and structure and that type of stuff. But the, 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 the goal to find something on your own using that very simple resource is, is really powerful to me, you know? So, and it just, I don't know. I grew up with a big map of California in my house and I think it's just stuck in my head. And so that's kind of why I do them. And they, yeah, they're just awesome. It, the potential it, is endless with a map, right? Endless. Yeah, it's just, it's just reeks of adventure like yeah. out of every everywhere and you're just like i gotta i gotta get out like i gotta go i got to get get going here <laughs> yeah yeah i mean imagine the people who made those maps they 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 would go out and do that and they would have to they, they were like like it was like darkness out there essentially and they would find these things and they would put them down and then they would they were artists too right because they were just this is no satellites they're kind of basing it off of what they saw when they got there and like cruising the coastline and trying to draw it out as, as perfect as possible and you know there was money and commerce involved involved or in survivability you know like <clears throat> the pacific islanders are doing it to find new lands to live on you know the dutch are doing it to make sure they don't wreck their boats and lose all their all of their treasures or whatever spanish too you know so um those maps were were so important for that reason and 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 to to, to go out and to make those things must have been mind-blowing you know to discover something and then let it carry its way through and some of the maps I've used for reference references were made in like the 1800s, you know, late, late 1700s. No way. Yeah. And then just thinking about that and then thinking about the originals of those and like, okay, I hope they're pretty accurate. Hopefully they got <laughs> everything that didn't miss any like small Island. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, I mean, that's the stuff that we're, that we're, that we're talking about. That's just, just makes your mind as a, as a, as a, as a boy or a man, just sort of just wonder, you know, it's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the sea, old sea monsters and all those old mythical places, you know, those are all brought about in those maps, you know, when, when people would go out, the legends, the legends were told in maps, you know, a lot of the times, you know, they're told in stories, but they were also told in those maps. Yeah, I, I, totally, man. And then, um, who are some who are some artists that you look up to? Wow, so many, so many. I think um, you know, for for 
I can just, I'll focus on the most obvious one, like the technical side of it, because that's like, that makes a ton of sense to people. Um, and I think that, I think, you know, Florida has the corner on the market for marine artists. Um, and they, they have for a long time. Uh, the the kind of like the forefather to all of what is Florida art, including Guy Harvey. Guy Harvey's just a, like an offshoot of him is Stanley Meltzoff. And he was, he was in Florida a lot too, but I think he spent time in the Northeast as well, but he's definitely from that side of the, the state. Um, he's, he's passed away since, but he was the, he was the original uh, Marine artist. And he, he started to really start to make images and scenes that were not being photographed right so he was because they just was the, the photography equipment wasn't there so stanley melts off you know you guys got to look him up he's definitely worth a peek um yeah, i got you you're dropping some knowledge on me man yeah yeah he's good he's good i mean he's the reason why he was so good is he would go out and catch fish too you know he at one point he held the world record for speared uh striped bass and so he was he was legit you know he he did he did it he lived it and then it was part of his career um you know and at the toward the latter years of his career he really focused on the ocean and and, and that kind of thing great great stuff but <clears throat> the crazy thing about what he would do is he would have he would go out and catch a fish right or say he would go out and catch you know a big bluefin or a mako shark or a, or a sailfish you know back then it wasn't as much about catch and release and and you bring that back to his studio and then he would get he would get um skew metal skewers and skewer the fish up and hang it in his studio and he'd hang it in there and he would pose it he'd move it around and like tie it down and like get it to the pose he wanted it and then he would draw and then paint from that fish sitting in his studio and so um you know you, that's it was which was awesome to me right and you can see it in his work like i can see it in his work he, he composes things where it looks like he's basically painted the fish there, then moved a little bit, then painted another fish right there, then moved a little bit, and then painted the other one. But it's the same fish over and over again, which is easy yeah, to, yeah. to do, right? That's classic, yeah. Yeah, so he was, he was definitely the, the forefather. So his is always so inspirational for the energy that he conveyed with his work, because he worked fast. And so he worked really fast. He worked wet into wet oil, which means that he wasn't letting things dry. He wasn't being tedious about his marks. He was just going the whole time you know he did an underpainting or like an underdrawing and then really just went for it right he could mix his own colors and and put them down where he wanted them get lighting and everything um so he really was he, he really was an inspiration but i wouldn't consider him contemporary but but because he's probably a generation before me but um don ray is probably one of my favorites also and he's over in i think he's on the coast but central florida on the on the east coast there I can't remember exactly where he is, but he's phenomenal too. But he's very much in that classic Florida fish art style. Um, but he, he, he's got a way with lighting that no one else has. Like he knows, he, he will break his, his lighting can break down into like, it's, it almost has a prism effect when he starts lighting reflections off fish. And there's not too many people that can do it like he can in the effort, effortless way that he does it, you know? I mean, he, you can look at his brush marks and you can see that he did that very simply and he didn't have to try very hard at all to do it. So he, he's pretty awesome. Don Ray. Don, Don Ray. Ray, yep. He's been on covers of magazines that you've looked at for years, I'm sure. 
Um, but when you and when you look up at look them up, you'll you'll see some pop in. Um, but yeah, those guys are awesome. Those guys are probably like foundational. What inspired me to do stuff like the fish, the side view fish, like the bass you have. Tom, there's a guy named Joseph Tomaleri, and he's probably like the top top uh you know side view fish illustrator like really scientific like super super detailed you know um he's probably been one of the top for a while at least for volume he's done probably almost all the freshwater fish in north america oh wow yeah wow. yeah and i can go on and on there's so many i'm inspired by freaking young kids doing it too you know i'm inspired by the energy they bring to what they do and you know that's always inspirational also you know to see the people getting after it and, and kind of trying to view their world through the lens of an artist you know it's 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 <clears throat> it's a weird way to look at things you know i walk around and look at stuff and i'm looking when i look out my window i trying to figure out how i'm going to paint that you know it's not i'm not looking at it going that's a cool tree i'm like man what would i mix for that you know what colors would i use for that you know so yeah that's what i was thinking too like that you know that's the blessing and the curse right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think it's really it, it definitely becomes a curse in the ocean for me because the ocean is so freaking powerful like just unbelievably powerful it's powerful even when you're not dealing with a uh you know 60 feet underwater or dealing with a you know a triple overhead wave it's powerful even in its calm days sometimes you know and so to me it's almost a sensory overload uh, to me when i'm in the ocean and it, it distracts me sometimes and i think that's it's when i'm diving if i'm if i'm you know 30 feet down and i'm sometimes i have hard time focusing on the fact that i need to be just chilling out and maybe looking for fish i'm looking around going wow that's friggin' amazing and that looks beautiful that's rad that's cool and i just lose focus on what i'm supposed to be doing because i'm i'm so blown away by what it looks like you know and the energy that's there and the same thing when i'm surfing too you know it's just it's just too much it's almost too much to take in sometimes I, but i think you're on the good side of the spectrum because i actually had to um, train myself and sort of I was I was the I got into a rut where I just sort of just oh yeah I just took it you know just sort of like that's normal um just sort of like I'm, I don't want to say take advantage but like I got numb to all the beauty and I had to sort of you know recalibrate sort of reorientate you know set the anchor in a different way and um now i sort of approach things whether it's a bird or a tree or anytime i go outside or i'm just in awe of all the beauty and it um it's really just helped me be be a better person to be honest and um i think the world tries to take that away from you and um the fact that you've been able to like hang on to that and then just really look at it like an overload like people need that People, I needed that in my life. Um, and um, I think, I think we would be, you know, all of us would be better people when we did walk outside or go on the ocean where we were just like, whoa, this is overload. Like, this is so awe inspiring. Just walking outside your door, like that is such a good place to be. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I think, well, you know, sometimes I wish I could block it out. I could maybe do some other cool stuff. But I think, but that's what I got, right? That's what I, that's what I have to deal with. And I, 
that's kind of a, another good goal to, to look at with, with my artwork is, you know, a lot of times it's easier to look at a smaller snapshot of that, you know, a painting of something and to be able to share a little bit of that and maybe convey some of that energy. And maybe that'll bring that back for that person or make them look at it in a different way or even cause them to maybe go out and explore something and appreciate it in a more, you know, a more focused fashion, you know, and not look over those simple things. Cause you're right, man, you could go out and look at a real little bug and it's just, those things are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You know, you just got to take the time to do it. And if there's anything, if there's anything that this is, things are, we're being taught right now is to slow down a little bit, you mm -hmm. know? And, and I think that that's, um, I think that's going to benefit a lot of people if they don't, if, you know, if they don't get too stressed out or whatever, if they slow down, they're going to be able to see a lot more things and maybe come to some of those realizations sooner than maybe later on down the road. Um, it's a rat race. Yeah. And, and enjoy things more, right? Because yep. like I said, with not only the process of a painting, but the long game of an artist and like all these things that are baked into the, the, the human side of us that, um, you know, allow, allow us to be better humans and allow us to enjoy life um, by the short time that we're here uh, is you do that for people, you know, and, um, and you're also able to do that for yourself. And I, um, uh, I think that's really cool. And I, I kind of didn't really realize it until I heard you talking. And I think that's a really, um, a really, you know, sort of life giving thing to people. Um, because the world, essentially the world's not telling you that, right? <laughs> hey, we're lucky, man. We, we, we're, we spend, people who spend time on the ocean are, are lucky. We're already, a, we're already ahead of the game. Just think about the people who don't have that, you know? Mm. It doesn't have to be the ocean either, just nature in general, right? People are stuck in cities and, yeah, you know, it's just, we're, we're very fortunate to have that, to, to be able to have experienced that and, and, and even, whether you recognized it down the road or not, you know, it was there. It was going to get you at some point, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it always does, right? It, it always it'll, does. It, it'll, get, it'll get you. It'll yeah. get you, yeah, for sure. Um, but, man, is there uh, – Amadeo, is there anything you want to sign us off with? Anything that's, um, we can uh, – that you're – going on in your head, whether it's something you're dreaming of or just inspired by or someone – you know, just, just words of wisdom you want to give to the, to some kids or, or myself. Um, yeah, man. No, you know, nothing really specific. I, I just think that, you know, I'm, I'm super stoked for the opportunity to come on here and, and thankful for, to be able to talk with you and just kind of share in a very natural way what, what I'm doing, you know, and, and kind of hear your perspectives too, and just connect with people in that way. Um, you know, I think what we just said and the last few things that we just said before this, that, I mean, that's what I'd leave people with, you know, just, just slow down and appreciate what's going on around you and take time to just observe a little bit and be thankful for, for what's there. You know, it's not, it's a fragile thing. Uh, and so, um, yeah, that's all I got, you know, that's really, you know, that's, that's it. That for me right now, that is pretty much it. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's fleeting, man. So you, you got to enjoy it. And it's, uh, um, funny you mentioned that cause we did, uh, we did this first one here with Matt and, um, I was asking Jared and Hayden and, and all the boys like, Hey, if there's any names that you can think of that we should 
maybe put on the um on the salty crew radio dude everyone said your name and i was like <laughs> all right <laughs> this is early on so i think look i you know i not that you want to hear it but um i think you touch you touch more people than you know and um and you leave an imprint uh you know sort of wider than than maybe you uh, you you could you could imagine so i think that's look I, I appreciate you and, and I know everyone at Salty Crew loves you and um and, and thank you for giving uh thank you for giving a piece of piece of you to us. Um and we, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, CJ. I really appreciate it. I'm I'm stoked to be part of that, part of this whole thing. So it's awesome. Foundationally you are, man, for sure. Yep. And um yep. well you enjoy California. Um yep. And I can't wait to, I can't wait till this is out and we published it and, uh, yeah. yeah, look for, look for the, um, for all the ones coming down the track here shortly. And, uh, yeah, man, hopefully people, hopefully people are stoked on it and, um, we get to keep doing it. Yeah, that sounds good. And maybe we'll find ourselves on a boat together someday. That would be awesome, man. <laughs> well, man, you inspire me and I appreciate you and, uh, yeah, just keep, just keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I, I have no no reservations you're going to change by any stretch. <laughs> right on. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right. All right. Cheers. See you. Cheers on <laughs> Thank you for listening to Salty Stories, The Ship's Log, presented by Salty Crew and hosted by The Sage, CJ Hopkins. To see the trips that were mentioned, check out Thrill Seekers and Risk Takers, the movie, on YouTube or salty-crew.com. And keep an eye out for more Salty Stories episodes coming soon.